Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be engaged and inspired podcast. Welcome to another enthralling episode. I have my sidekick, my trusty sidekick. I am nobody's sidekick, Sam. So I am here with you equally. But hi, I'm Kia from Engaged Connecticut. I thought we were like Batman and Robin. Then I'm Batman and you can be Robin. <laughs> Welcome to another great episode of the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. It's Wednesday. That means we have a Wedding Tip Wednesday. Patterson Family Chocolates is proud to present Wedding Tip Wednesday on Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. And today's Wedding Tip Wednesday is pay the correct postage when you send your invitations. Uh, Yes. Why? (laughs) Because they may not get there if they're A, not addressed correctly, or you don't have the correct postage. So you should always do a test run. You should go to the post office. Take it, let them, you know, weigh it out for you, and then figure out the best way to do it. You've been reading my tip. I have not, but you have to also figure out whether or not you want, like, one or two stamps. Do you want them to, like, just automatically put the postage thing on there and not have multiple stamps? There's there's ways to do this. Because the size makes a difference. A square makes you cost more, too. And the weight makes a difference. Correct. So, as my tip was going to be said, but <laughs> Kia already blew my thunder... <laughs> Physically go to the post office and do a test run of what the uh, invitation is going to cost and set it up, mail one to yourself, and then that way you get to see how it gets to you. And that works. So we have a guest that we've been sort of keeping here quiet, trying our best. Very quiet. We'll take the bombs off her then. Yes. So it is Kathy from Simply K Photography. Hi, Kathy. Hi, this is Kathy from Simply K Studios. Not Kelly, which I always like, if I'm at a wedding, I call her Kelly at least twice. No worries, I'll answer to yeah. it. <laughs> You'll answer to anything really, won't you? Of course. <laughs> at a wedding. And how long have you been a wedding photographer? So I became a full-time wedding photographer back in, oh gosh, I don't even remember the year. It was about eight, eight and a half years ago. Okay. How would you describe your photography style? We are, for the most part, pretty timeless, classic, clean. I think that's something that lasts over time. You're not going to look at your photos in 10 years and wish that they weren't filtered through Instagram or they weren't, Mm. you know, a different style, different color schemes. So we try to stay classic. But one of the things that you and I talk about a lot when we're at weddings is that you can shoot in different styles. You can still be classic. You can still be Elegant. Elegant and everything like that. But just because you're looking at a photo that's all like light and airy and fluffy doesn't mean that you're not capable of doing something else, correct? Absolutely. So a lot of our clients come to us because they are referred by former clients. And those word of mouth clients are some of our best people that we've worked with. But then they're like, oh, you know, I want my wedding to look a little bit more light and airy. Is that something you can do? Or I've seen that trendy editing more out west. I love doing anything unique, anything different. Um, So yes, we are capable of editing. So that is something that as a client, when you're coming to meet with you, you should basically ask, can you show me some different styles? 
Yes, and you want to look at a full wedding of it, yes. not just a few photos that they've tailored to be edited light and airy. For instance, what are your family photos going on the wall going to look like? What does light and airy look in print? What does dark and moody look in print? Because family members who hang a print on the wall and have it there for 25 years, you want to make sure that's a good quality to give. That's a good tip. No, that's a really good tip. And that's one of the things I always say to couples where they're like, oh, I just spoke to a wedding photographer. They sent me over like 10 of their favorite photos i was like oh, no, no. please look at a wedding from start to finish because you may like those you know, 10 th- those 10 <laughs> and those are probably their favorite 10 but then you're right you have to realize like oh my god was family members like lined up correctly or is there like people's heads that are missing you know things like that that people may not think about absolutely and two things to look for are look at their outdoor versus their indoor. So outdoor photos, almost anyone could walk up with an iPhone and take a beautiful outdoor photo. But indoor, yes. you have different ceiling colors, you have different uplighting colors, you have all of these things to overcome photography-wise so that your images still look clean and natural and well-exposed. The other item you want to look for is, did the photographer pose people for family photos and for formals not looking like you just told them to stand in a lineup. So <laughs> my mother always says, like, uh, I want to take a picture, but don't stand in a line. Yeah. But then we all stand in, in a, a line, line because what else are you supposed to do? Yeah. And I like standing in a line because it shows everyone and it shows everyone's faces. But look at the next wedding photo you see, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook or in a magazine, and see if the groom is holding the bride's hand. See if the groom has his arm around her. You just got married. This is your wedding day. The last thing we want to see is the two of you standing there like you just met, but you're in the middle of a kiss. And this could also be for bride, bride, and groom, groom. Yes, absolutely. So Kathy was here a few weeks ago, and we were joking around, and she took us outside of our studio because there's a nice colorful door. And then she said, pose this way. Or she let us like just stand in a line. And she said, okay. And then she said, here's all the things you did wrong. And she moved us around. And it was based on where my hair was parted, where the other person's, like how their clothing was setting. So she's looking at it in a totally different way. And then she put some, I don't know, something in front of the camera thing too and took a great shot. And the first one looks very amateur. And the second photo looks amazing. And that's one of the things you, you're you looking at, like, does this little kid, should they be on this side or should they be on that side? Mm-hmm. Posing is clearly something I wasn't very clear about. Absolutely. And sometimes it's something you don't initially see. And then you're like, oops, that little sign is popping out of the side there. Let me just move over to the you know, left a couple inches and that can right there fix the image. But when you first start out, that's not something you're noticing at all. So right. with beginner photographers or newer photographers versus veteran photographers, you're spending less time with a veteran because they're noticing it earlier or they're fixing it before the photos are taken. Or they've already been at that location too. Yes. So versus newer, they might take 10 photos, notice it, three people have walked away from your group and now they need to take those 10 photos again and line it up again. And when you have a timeline as a planner, I like to keep you in some realm of that time. And plus, uh, speaking about time, uh, some people can get a little bit emotional when they're at a wedding. And so you do, I mean, one of your photos that you and I did a wedding at, bride got a little emotional, but you still took these great, amazing photos that nobody else knows that she was having a, a little crying fit for just a few seconds. Absolutely. And sometimes that's just as simple as saying, you know, lean in, whisper something in her ear, go in for a hug, something where you don't see 
their face. They don't always have to be looking at you and smiling. Right. And my vision for the photo was to have them in front of a picturesque backdrop, but you just want to change it up a little bit and you don't want to say, oh, because you're upset right now, we're going to do this. You just say, oh, I think the next thing I want to do is here. And the clients just go with it every time. Because weddings are emotional. Yeah. I mean, they they just, they, they bring up all sorts of things and it can happen. What you're actually doing is managing the situation to your own benefit. And that seems like something that's not taught. Yes. And I will say part of that for me as a photographer with Simply K Studios, before I became a full-time wedding photographer, I spent seven years in two different school districts (laughs) educating ninth graders through 12th graders as a full-time teacher. Those suckers Uh... are emotional as (laughs) fuck. So that's where you get your management skills from. Yes. So managing group photos, telling people if... Somebody collapsed on the dance floor and now, you know, paramedics need to come in helping wrangle guests out of the way. You're also paying attention to time and things that need to be happening. Yes, minute by minute. So a lot of those skills came into play as a wedding photographer, but they're not the kind of skills you would think of when you think, what do I want a photographer to be taking photos of right now? I always ask photographers or when a couple finds and falls in love with somebody, I say, how easily does your family listen? And 99% of the time people are like, oh no, they're horrible. Like everybody's late and they go in their own direction. And I say, okay, well you only have a cocktail hour for basically an hour (laughs) sort of the hence the name and if you if your family's difficult and you have somebody who is maybe a newer photographer and is unaware like you said taking 10 photos and then somebody walks away it can be really difficult and that frustration of like oh please go get uncle bob again he walked away can really change the mood of everybody's expressions in those photos Yes. And what those, how those people interact afterwards. Yes. Because now they're going to all go in and they're going to want to party on the dance floor. But if they've just had this family argument about where did people go in photos, their moods change and now they're not as open with each other. Right. Even though they may have got past it, there's still that lingering thing for the rest of the the the, photo captures. Yes. Or the photographer actually captures it, not the photo. So when we come back, we're still going to talk about all the ups and downs of weddings and things that people should consider when they're speaking to a photographer and when they're picking one. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a -a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-134. Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel, 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349 or online at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Simply K Studios featuring the unique photography duo of Kathy and Kelly, available for weddings, engagements, and boudoir. 
simplycastudios.com, 860-944-5080. Based in Connecticut, Kathy and Kelly love to travel and have captured weddings worldwide. Simply Case Studios clients have called us photo ninjas and stated that our work is simply impeccable. Contact us today for an appointment. SimplyCaseStudios.com, 860-944-5080. Hi, this is Marty Q, and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast, available free on iTunes or Google Podcasts. You should listen in too. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay, I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired. I'm still here with Sam, my yes. sidekick. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm nobody's sidekick. <laughs> see? <laughs> so, we're still here with Kathy from Simply K Photography. Hi, everyone. This is Kathy. Did, did we get website and stuff out? We will. Don't worry. People, oh. they're going to stay and listen. I'm interested. But you had a question because I cut you off. No, you didn't cut me off. I, I, In the break, we had a little argument and Kia hit me. So she said that you should have asked the question anyway. So. I didn't actually physically hit him, so I just want that to be clear and on the record. <laughs> Ow! She hit me again, everybody. <sighs> so. We have a witness. Kathy, <laughs> when I do my uh, lighting my custom lighting, my background lighting in the room. When I look at the color of the lighting, and then when you take a picture of it and I show my client, why is the color purple not always purple? So that is a multidimensional answer. Uh, I, <laughs> so, I, I, ask, I ask the greatest questions, don't I? Yes, you do. <laughs> so as a client, if your uplighting is part of your vision for your dance floor, for your reception, and that color plays into your wedding, it is important to talk with your photographer and look at sample photos of a room lit with uplighting. The room that they're getting married in, hopefully. Ideally, Yes. The reason why your colors may be different in photography or in those photos, it could be due to a variety of issues. Some photographers rely very heavily on flash, but they're using their flash to kind of blow out everything else in the room. So they're not keeping as much of that background color. 
some photographers don't use as much flash and they're instead pulling up their exposure afterwards in editing. Mm -hmm. So the colors are getting lighter. If I, for instance, had an amber room of uplighting and I was having a fall wedding and I thought that orangey yellow color is beautiful, but my photographer edits trendy. My photographer is in theory pulling out much of the yellows and much of the orange tones in every photo edited. So that orange or yellow becomes drab, mm. becomes just pockets yep. of light. Yep. Sometimes those pieces of uplighting look overexposed, almost like they're glowing in the photo when they weren't on the wall. Right. It's all a matter of the initial exposure of the photo and how the photo is edited. So if I'm using flash, I want that flash directional on the client. If the client's in the middle of a first dance, the flash is focused on the client. My exposure should be almost perfect in camera so that afterwards there's very little editing that's going to happen that will affect the and if this is one of the reasons why when you work with a bunch of professionals you can have that conversation because hopefully you know when you're i know we've all been at weddings together and, and and sam will say like you know this is the lighting stuff up and is this important and if you've spoken to your wedding planner we can be like oh my god they like really upgraded their lighting package so please pay attention to it there's things like this that we all share with each other because it makes the experience better for ourselves but it makes the experience even better for our clients absolutely and i know lighting professionals djs even blogs publications they won't even publish photos they won't even show them on social media because they don't want that those photos that don't show their lighting correctly yes. to be a representation of their work as well. And you just segued perfectly into why publications don't have pictures of the couples dancing and the fun part of the wedding reception in certain wedding magazines. As, as, as often, yes. What, uh, I, you show me a wedding magazine that shows the guests dancing and the lighting. It's going to be few and far between. Well, if I go do that, then I have to get up. I have to go into the other part of our warehouse. I'm sure I get, it is very few. I, yes. I agree with you. Yes. It does not exist as much as it should. But part of that is it's it's the same reason why I had a wedding once where the bride didn't want to pay for the linens to go to the floor. I sh like showed no shots of a big, huge room of a wedding because I didn't want someone thinking that I was okay with planning a wedding where... All of the horrible gotcha. old metal legs were showing. Were showing. Yeah. So I had to be very careful about what I showed from that wedding, and I'm sure it's the same thing. And this is why when you meet with a photographer, if they're only showing you a few little things, they're showing you their best work. They're showing you their favorites and not necessarily a full idea of what they can do yeah. so when people say to you like oh like I'm a natural light photographer what does that do to you so it's sort of funny because when I started out I considered myself mostly a natural light photographer <laughs> and how do you consider yourself now <laughs> so now I would probably not even use those words anywhere around myself mainly because you have to have to be a wedding photographer a very very good grasp on lighting lighting for a night shot, lighting for formals. What if all of a sudden it's pouring rain and you're in a dark barn? How do you give those clients family photos that will again be on those walls for 25 years? Mm -hmm. And don't look dreary. That don't express the weather outside. That shouldn't be like, you shouldn't be able to see the disappointment that their sunny day ended up being a rainy day. I think rainy shots are amazing. But right, right. I, I had a photographer tell me, you know, everybody's a great photographer until you have to start taking pictures inside. Mm -hmm. 
And it's so true because, you know, I can grab my iPhone, as you said earlier before, and take some great pictures outside, but I have no idea how to take pictures inside. And you try it on an iPhone, it looks ugly. That's Mm -hmm. why I always get my uplighting pictures from a professional. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it is one of these things that I think sometimes people are so focused on price. And so when you're working with a client, how many hours from start to finish do you actually sort of spend with that client from all of your meetings all of your editing and the wedding and delivery I would guess it's between 30 and 40 hours so making it into almost a full work week it does depend partially on whether they do an engagement session and how Mm -hmm. many hours they have for wedding coverage because every additional hour of wedding coverage also means additional time editing whether we have you know, 4,000 photos from two shooters, two photographers, or whether we have 2,500 photos. I didn't even know that you could take 4,000 photos in one day, but I do know that you could. I just, that's a lot of pictures. That's a lot of pictures. That is a lot of smiling too. Yeah. I mean, in the old days with the old Hasenblad um, cameras, 200 pictures was a lot of pictures. I don't even know what you just described, but And I think (laughs) that is a big difference too, not having the aspect of film. For instance, like we were talking before, if I had a lineup of 10 people taking family photos and then I noticed afterward a sign in them, on film, I'm now more cautious of that. I may have taken four photos. The sign may be in them. I now have to go back and take four more. Later, I noticed three people were blinking. I can fix hate that less blinking. of that. Uh-huh. Whereas with digital, I might have been apt to take a few more photos. Mm-hmm. The cost isn't changing with digital, digital. photography. Yeah. Yeah. So DSLR versus film, there's a lot of different varying theories on it. But I like that I can go back and take what I want and not have to think I'm But you also film. do it so, I mean, you do it effortlessly and quickly. I mean, I've, I've watched you. You're just, and then you're like, you come by over and you're like, look at the back of my camera. Look at how cool this was. Can't wait to like share this with you. And I mean, it is, but that's the sign of somebody who knows what they're doing. Right. And that's sometimes the hardest part as a wedding planner, when couples are looking at their budgets, the thing I always say is like your photos are the thing that's like you said, they're going to end up on your wall. It's gonna last they're going to be the thing you send to grandma if she couldn't be there. It's the thing that your parents are always going to have one up on their, in their room or in their house. It is a really important thing. So how can people find you on all of the amazing social media platforms that you are an expert at. So we are Simply K Studios on Instagram, on Facebook, and our website is www.simplykstudios.com. Everything is branded as Simply K Studios. So if you're looking for us and you look up Simply K Studios, that's where you're going to find us. That's good branding. Yes, repetition, repetition, Oh, shut up, Sam. Okay. (laughs) As we are getting ready to depart, I want to say thank you, Kathy, for coming in and sharing all of your knowledge. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, it was our pleasure. Would you come back and do a wedding mishap with us? Absolutely. All There's right. some great stories. Oh, boy. Oh, I know. <laughs> Any last parting words, Sam? Yes, get your free eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before booking them. It's on our website. You can download it. It's free. I said it's free. It's free. Sam. She's going to hit me. <laughs> I, this time I will. It's available on our website, all the W's.atmosphere-productions.com.
Com. Get it today and learn to shop like a pro from a pro. And remember, you can download us and subscribe for free on uh, iTunes, Google Play, and come back next Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs>